present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Nittleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us this week in the new theatre Oxford, the city of dreaming spires. As the name implies, Oxford was once well known for rearing oxen. According to Delia Smith's History of English Foods, the meat of a certain part of the ox was considered a delicacy that could provide a nutritious family meal, if it was well hung. <laughs> during, during Tudor times, the Protestant bishops Latimer and Ridley were burnt alive here in 1555, followed by Archbishop Cranmer the following summer. After an investigation, it was discovered that the General Synod Events Committee had bought a faulty barbecue. <laughs> in, the early in the early 1700s, Edmund Halley came to Oxford, where he calculated that a huge comet would appear in 1987. And sure enough, in August that year, exactly as predicted, one opened next to B&Q. <laughs> In the 1880s, Oxford's first horse-drawn trams were introduced, operating along the Banbury Road. In 1910, these old slow conveyances were converted by Morris Motors to run on electricity. It was amazing how they speeded up when the horses had 240 volts. <laughs> Tim Henman was born nearby, and as a young... <laughs> Triumph of optimism over... <laughs> Tim Henman was born nearby, and as a young lad developed his tennis skills by playing alone against the side of his parents' house. One recalls his first tournament when he got all the way through to the semi-finals, only to be beaten in straight sets by a garage door. <laughs> But it's all too easy to mock those who, despite their best efforts, seem constantly to fail. <laughs> Let's meet the teams. They are on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Harry Hill. And... Please welcome a lady who's been my right hand for many years now and who, who gives us all a lift. It's the delightful Samantha. Okay, let's get underway with a look at the English language, as it's important to understand the subtleties of meaning of certain words. For example, there are many who don't fully appreciate the difference between the terms perpetrate and commit. Well, perpetrate means to perform or to be responsible for an act of criminal intent or deception, whereas commit was the frog on the muppet show. <laughs> but the meanings of words are constantly shifting, and I'd like the teams to share with us any new definitions they may have spotted recently. Barry, would you care to start, please? Um, asbestos, Greek antisocial behavior order. <laughs> 
Tim. Philander, the Duke of Edinburgh and the Queen. <laughs> Graham? Semolina, a system of signalling with puddings. <laughs> Harry? Pistachio, the facial hair you might find on the top lip of an alcoholic. <laughs> Delegate, Jewish scandal. <laughs> Systematic, a robot nun. <laughs> Stymie, a Jewish pig. <laughs> Boomerang, show displeasure to a dessert. Scurrilous, a mouse with no legs. <laughs> Aerobic, chocolate biro. <laughs> Shrewd, a rude shrew. <laughs> Baltimore, asking for seconds in an Indian restaurant. <laughs> Shrink, an ice skating shrew. <laughs> Increment, bad Japanese weather. <laughs> Chinchilla, air conditioned beard. <laughs> Shrub, an over friendly shrew. <laughs> Okay, stretching. Honolulu to give an MBE to a Scottish singer. <laughs> it's music time now with one song to the tune of another. <laughs> and this will be a rare treat for music lovers everywhere. There's no radio games like this one. Wait a minute, I'll read that again. A rare treat for music lovers everywhere there's no radio. <laughs> Games like this one require a certain special kind of talent. To swap the words of one song with those of another takes the ability to ignore all the conventional rules of musical composition, harmony, and melody. Fortunately, we have a world-class expert in, <laughs> in the shape of Colin Sell. Actually, listeners may be interested to learn that Colin spent many years working with Johnny Cash. Somebody had to empty those condom machines. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tim, we'll start with you. Will you please sing the words of My Ding-a-Ling by Chuck Berry to the tune of When I Was a Lad from Gilbert and Sullivan's HMS Pinafore. <laughs> When I was a little bitty boy, my grandfather bought me a cute 
cute little toy. Silver bells hanging on a string. She told me it was my ding-a-ling-ling. She told me it was his ding-a-ling-a-ling. My ding-a-ling-ling, my ding-a-ling-ling. I want you to play with my ding-a-ling-ling. His ding-a-ling-ling, his ding-a-ling. He wants you to play with his ding-a-ling. Then Mama told me to do grammar school. I stopped off in the vestibule. Every time that bell would ring, they'd catch me playing with my ding-a-ling. They'd catch him playing with his ding-a-ling. My ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling. I want you to play with my ding-a-ling. His ding-a-ling, his ding-a-ling. He wants you to play with his ding-a-ling. Okay, you now, Graham, would you sing the words of Bicycle Race by Queen to the tune of Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind? <laughs> bicycle, bicycle, bicycle I want to ride in my bicycle, bicycle, bicycle I want to ride my bicycle I want to ride my bike I want to ride my bicycle I want to ride it where I like You say black say white you say bark I say bye that brought a lump to the eye and a tear to the throat And finally, Harry, would you sing the words of Old MacDonald Had a Farm to the tune of the Eagles' song, Hotel California? <laughs> I'll give it a go. Old MacDonald Had a Farm E-I-E-I-O And on this farm he had some cheeks Chick Chick Old MacDonald Had a farm E-I-E-I-O E-I-E-I-O And on this farm oh. And on this farm He had some ducks E-I-O With a quack quack here And a quack quack there Okay, the teams are going to play a good old-fashioned board game now. 
Personally, my favorite as a child was Monopoly. What more innocent fun could there be than to enjoy a silly fantasy world in which it's possible to buy up railway gas and electricity companies for a song? <laughs> with a view to massively overcharging the unsuspecting customer. <laughs> the game is an exciting new medical version of the popular Scrabble board game. And Samantha is passing around the boards and letters for the teams now. Hurry up. Okay, Harry, would you care to start? Uh, yes. I've got, uh, oh, I've got a load of blanks and, uh, oh, it's okay, I've got IVF. I've got IVF. <laughs> uh, there's a pi, P-I, uh, Adam, Ian and Ellen, S. Oh, that means I've got piles. Oh, that's not good. Well, I can use that P to make biceps. Or oh, biceps. No, that's not how you spell it. Bypass, I can do. Bypass. <laughs> Takes me on to a triple word score. I've got triple bypass there. <laughs> <laughs> you could have used that P for analysis, you know. I could. <laughs> I've got far pharmacy. Oh, no, there's no F in pharmacy. I've got no L's, no K's, no T's. Uh, basically, I'm in consonant. <laughs> uh, oh, dear, with this triage system, I don't think I can go for about a week. <laughs> what have I got? Oh, I've got M-R-S-A. I can't make anything of that. No. I'm just going to move these vowels. <laughs> um, got care. Oh, no, I've got an L there. I can make that clear. <laughs> this is all being taped, you know. <laughs> what a waste of perfectly good magnetism. I can't help but notice that the science fiction revival is all the rage these days. Actually, serious research scientists constantly grapple to achieve time travel. They should come and sit where I'm sitting. <laughs> That'd take them back four or five decades for a start. In the next game, the teams are going to assume the roles of actors to reprise some famous two-handers from film and stage. However, one of the parts has been cast as an alien. Hmm. Okay, the first scene is from the start of Brief Encounter, and it's to feature Tim as Doctor Who in the Trevor Howard role, and Harry as a Dalek in the Celia Johnson role. <laughs> Away you go. Can I help you? Please let me look. I happen to be the doctor. That's very kind of you. Look, turn round to the light, please. Now look up. Now look down. Keep still. I see it. There. Oh, what a relief. It was agonizing. It looks...
looks like a bit of grit. It was when the express went through. Thank you very much indeed. How lucky you happen to be here. <laughs> Anybody could have done it. Never mind, you did, and I'm most grateful. There's my train. I must go. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Your turn now, Barry and Graham. You'll be performing a scene from The Importance of Being Earnest, featuring Barry as Obi-Wan Kenobi, <laughs> playing Jack Worthing, and Graham as Darth Vader, playing the part of Lady Bracknell. I have lost both my parents. <laughs> That seems like carelessness. <laughs> Who was your father? I'm afraid I don't really know. The fact is, Lady Bracknell, I said I had lost my parents. It would be nearer the truth to say that my parents seemed to have lost me. I was, well, I was found. Found? <laughs> the late Mr. Thomas Cardew an old gentleman of a very charitable and kindly disposition found me and gave me the name of Worthing because he happened to have a first-class ticket for Worthing in his pocket at the time. Where did the charitable gentleman who had a first-class ticket for this seaside resort find you? <laughs> it In a handbag. Lady Bracknell. God sees him. <laughs> An ordinary handbag, in fact. In what locality did this Mr. James or Thomas Cardew come across this ordinary handbag? In the cloakroom at Victoria Station. The Brighton line. <laughs> the line is immaterial, Mr. Worthing, I confess. Jack, I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> Our next round takes us overseas to see what we can adapt from Britain to suit our European neighbours. Personally, I'm fascinated by European culture. For example, in the French language, they have a word, rien, which means nothing. <laughs> and yet, as the Prime Minister discovered recently, the French have more than 20 different ways to say both up and yours. Okay, teams, in an effort to restore our crumbling political and economic links, I'd like you please to help solve the terrible European nursery rhyme shortage by adapting some to suit our neighbours, or indeed for any other deserving nations farther afield. Would you please start, Barry? From the Republic of Ireland, Barry. Simple Simon met a pieman going to the fair. Said Simple Simon to the pieman, what have you got there? Pies. LAUGHTER 
Graham. Veiny VD Vinky runs through the town. <laughs> upstairs and downstairs in his nightgown, rapping at the window, crying through the lock, are the children all in their own beds, for this is not Neverland, you know? <laughs> This is very popular in Spain. You shall have a fishy on a little dishy. You shall have a fishy when the Spanish trawler men get back from Cornwall. <laughs> Ole! Harry. <laughs> India, this is for. Okay. Half a pound of tuppany rice, half a pound of treacle. Who ordered the treacle biryani? Three blind mice see how they run. They all ran after the farmer's wife who cut off their tails with a carving knife. Et voila, French provincial cuisine. <laughs> Here's one for the UK. Lavender's blue diddle diddle, lavender's green. When I am king diddle diddle, you will be the Duchess of Cornwall. <laughs> Welcome down under. One, two, kangaroo. Three, four, there's some more. Kangaroo. Five, six, kangaroo. Seven, eight, kangaroo. Nine, ten, a big fat kangaroo. The teams are going to take us back to a golden age of letter writing now. Letter writing these days has all but died out with the advent of email and mobile phones, but I have to say I find this technology a little baffling. Only this week my mobile phone company tried to get me to download the crazy frog. Who the hell wants Jack Shirak in a crash helmet with no problem? <laughs> Okay, in an attempt to reverse this trend, each team will take turns to improvise letters between two famous people. Team A start by improvising a letter one word each at a time. When they've signed off, Team B should compose the reply. We'll examine the lost correspondence between God and Noah. You can start us off, please. Barry and Graham. Dear Noah, I am writing as I find that you have an unusual ark that lies near your home. Why you have got an ark is beyond me. And I will demand that you remove it immediately. Otherwise, I shall be forced to take action with regard to the planning. <laughs> of this aforesaid arc. <laughs> Furthermore, oh. here lies <laughs> the remnants of my weather <laughs> forecast. <laughs> Rain falling for three or four forty <laughs> nights and then floods <laughs> will engulf you and quite 
Rightly, too. <laughs> Yours, celestially. God. Dear God. <laughs> Re the flood to engulf us. I have managed to amass a number of animals. <laughs> Namely... <laughs> two of each animal which I list now. Aardvark. <laughs> And <laughs> ants and anteaters and bees and cuckoos and ducks and elephants and so we <laughs> continue down this path of self-pity. <laughs> Lots of love, Noah. <laughs> well, it's very nearly the end of another show, but there's just time to squeeze in a round of Babies and Toddlers Songbook. Now, Barry Cryer may be at something of an advantage here, as he currently has his little grandson staying with him. Every morning, he's been strapping him into his buggy and wheeling him down to the park where he likes to chase the ducks. The poor fellow says he's exhausted. <laughs> Pushing Barry around all day. <laughs> so, teams, suggestions of song titles, please, with the aim of delighting an audience of babies and toddlers. Graham, will you start, please? It's my potty, and I'll cry if I want to. <laughs> Tim. Knowing pee, knowing poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine, Papa, not you, Mr. Blanket. <laughs> Sweets for my sweet, Valium for my mummy. <laughs> it's all over, my friend. <laughs> There's a kind of rusk all over the wall tonight. <laughs> Voodoo childminder. I just crawled to say I love you. Ah. I call my wind Mariah. Down at the old cow and gate. Teats for two. In case you have twins. Pampers got a brand new bag. So, ladies and gentlemen, as the runaway stallion of time attempts to mount the reluctant mayor of fate, <laughs> and the town council meeting has to be halted for the day. <laughs> I notice it's the end of the show, so from myself, Samantha, the teams, and the fine folk of Oxford, it's goodbye. Tim Brooke Taylor, Barry Cryer, Graham Gardner, and Harry Hill were being given silly things to do by...